morning, everybody. Good morning. If you were here on time this morning, you're not me. So. We uh, realized at uh, the last possible minute that we needed to uh, uh, find something of Jeremy's, and of course, we had hidden it from ourselves quite well. So, spent a bunch of time looking for it. And of course, you know, it takes a while to load up your little children, you know. You can, you, it's easy when you have kids to understand why, um, uh, why Jacob said that he would just lead on softly and he'd, he'd meet Esau there. <laughs> you know, it's like when you, when you get someplace on time, you, you feel like there should be confetti and a parade and. <laughs> yes, I did it! So, okay. Jesus, we thank you for your word to us. Thank you for this place to, to gather in your name. God, and today what we want is for you to plant your word inside of us, to do in us as only you can. God, for your word to come alive in us and to, to grow and bear fruit. God, give us ears to hear, eyes to see, God, hearts to receive everything that you have for us. God, bring the increase. God, as only you can, in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Go with me to the book of Proverbs. And I may go somewhere else, but for now, go to chapter 12. When I was, uh, I think I was about 18, uh, I was uh, single and... uh, Worked this pathetic, pathetic dead end job uh, that um, scarcely paid more than minimum wage. I could make up my own schedule as I went. So, if uh, about the only rule there was was if you showed up and clocked in, you had to stay for two hours. But if you felt like after two hours, you know, it's a really nice day out, you could just clock out and go home. Boss would never say anything to you. The only other rule is you couldn't work more than 40 hours without his permission. So, um, terrible, terrible job for an 18-year-old to have, <laughs> uh, and uh, especially an 18-year-old with a girlfriend. So I, uh, like, you know, there's so much better things I could be doing with my time than this. So, you know, and, and it was at that job I had this great revelation that uh, if I was ever going to move out of my parents' house and Cynthia and I were going to get married, I was going to have to have a real job. But I, uh, and the whole reason I even brought that place up was I was there one day at work, uh, and I uh, was just thinking about the word, and uh, the the book of Proverbs really just kind of hit me in the face, uh, and, and I'll show you why here in the at the beginning of it, he says uh, in chapter one, you ever re- you know you read something and. You know, it's like you read the word, and you know God's talking to you, and that, and then it's you. It's for you, of course. You know, from cover to cover. But sometimes you feel like He's talking to you more specifically than that, uh, or that, uh, like, I don't know. I always, uh, especially when I read Timothy, I always get the feeling like, like I don't know, almost like you hear Ron talking to me, telling me this stuff. You know, it's like, but so like I was reading, I was thinking about Proverbs. I've been reading in it. And 
Uh, and I'll just I'll just read down through here real quick in the beginning of chapter 1. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, the king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom and justice, judgment and equity, to give subtlety to the simple and the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and learn and increase in learning, and a man of understanding shall attain to wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fools despise wisdom and instruction. And I, uh, there's, you could have a really, really great Bible study just on these, these first seven verses. You know, getting into the, the, the differences between these words, wisdom and instruction and understanding, because they all have kind of different connotations to them. And, um, but uh, verse 4 particularly, I just felt like God was talking to me. It's like this is to give to the young man knowledge and discretion. So, uh, you know, and of course I took that to be in spiritual things, but I also took that to be, you know, you're a grown man now, maybe you should have a real job. And I thought, okay, real job it is. And uh, uh, I had already done the real job thing. Nobody had to tell me to go get a job. I went and got a job in high school, and I enjoyed it. And uh, and then, you know, once I got a little older, I was like, okay, I've done the work thing. I put in my time. <laughs> it's like, man, who needs this? You know. and in fact, I recall sitting down and figuring out my budget. It's like, what's the minimum amount of hours that I need to work in order to skate by? And... Uh, and then I, I then made a plan because I had control of my schedule at work. And like, so I could work like 10 to 3 every day and be there. Um, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but anyway, you know, then, so then I got a full-time job and, and uh, moved on from there. Um, the thing I really wanted to read is here in chapter 12 uh, in verse 15. And this isn't, I'm not, you know, this isn't, uh, you know, I'm not recruiting anybody to go get a job today. It's just, that just happened to be what I was thinking about this morning with that story. But um, it says that in verse 15 of 12, it says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, and he that hearkens to counsel is wise. You know, in the in the book of Judges, it tells you uh, at, at least once, if not more, that every man did that which was right in their own eyes. And and it's easy to do that. It's easy to just look at... Um, it's like, you know, this this feels right to me. Or this, this seems like a good idea. Um, uh, there used to be this song on the radio when we were in high school. Uh, if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. <laughs> oh, it can. <laughs> and... Uh, um, I was telling my kids, I was like, you know, about 50 years ago, uh, our society just pretty much imploded in on itself and started. everybody started telling young people that you should do whatever you want. There are no rules. There is no God. And if it makes you feel good, do it. And we've never recovered. And uh, and, and that's foolish. It's, it's every man's way being right in his own eyes. And... Uh, um, and it goes right back to making God in your own image. Because it's like, well, seem, seems good to me. 
You know, and this is what happened. Uh, you know, this this makes me think of Adam and Eve because they they got judgment from the the tree, from the knowledge of good and evil. They didn't know what was good and evil. They just knew there was. And uh, when you really know something, if you know a subject really well, and then you hear somebody kind of trying to bluff their way through talking about it. Uh, and they, they make these statements as if they were fact, and you know that they are so, like, off in left field. You just, you, you know. And uh, and so, you know, Adam and Eve uh, came up with this conclusion, you know, because they felt this, this condemnation and this turmoil of, it's like, okay, now I've broken God's one rule he gave me. And... Uh, um, and then they came up with this, well, it must be, I must feel so bad because I'm naked, you know, and I would too. But um, they, um, you ever have those dreams? You go places and you're not dressed? I have those a lot. But uh, I, I swear, I was, I did speech and drama in high school. And uh, I, to this day, I still occasionally have dreams where I'm at, at one of those tournaments, like the forensics tournaments wearing nothing but a t-shirt. And I'm just kind of like, hey, how's it going? And everybody else seems to act like there's nothing going on. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, so they, But they came up with the wrong conclusion, right? Because they had no criteria to base it on. It's like, there's, there's good and bad, you know, and it's like somebody telling you something all about a subject and you know they don't know it. Like they say, well, this is this because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, no, it isn't, not, not at all. And uh, you're really at a disadvantage if you're trying to deal with something and you don't have all the information. And if, and you know, um, Mike and I were looking at these jobs and they they're huge and they wanted us to include a bunch of carpentry. So I got a couple of bids from some carpenters to throw on there and. One of them was literally four times the price of the other one. And so I'm like, well, okay, I don't know what to do with that. You know, So it puts you at a disadvantage if you don't have all the information you need to really make a good decision. So fast forward to Sinai, God gives us a set of rules, uh, some uh, criteria to base this stuff on. It's like, so, okay, so here's, here's what I say is right now. Because you know you can have you can have anybody tell you you know what they think about something, but uh, at the end of the day, God's opinion is really the only one that matters. So, um, so if He says it's bad, it doesn't matter what everybody else says. You know, I, was, I went to see my family yesterday, and something came up about Target, and I was telling my mom how we put shopping there because of the whole bathroom thing. And she just looked at me like, huh, <laughs> like, like God says it's wrong, and I'm not going to send my family over there and, you know, some creep that just decided, oh, I'm a woman today is going to go in the ladies' room. I'm not doing it, so take my business elsewhere. But uh, anyway, uh, so coming to this place of uh, recognizing this this. Uh, is what I'm doing I mean obviously it seems right to me feels right to me seems like the right thing to do 
but God gives us something to uh, judge that by, to hold up against it. He says that he that hearkens to counsel is wise. And counsel is a great word there. You know, um, and I and I think there's a lot more to that than just, um, well, I went and talked to Ron and he said this. Or I, I called I called Justin and he said this. Um, and, and that's certainly a great thing to do. And um, it's really, really a good idea to, to listen to that counsel. But, um, you know, this is also the word of God. Like, he that listens, hearkens to counsel is wise. You know, I mean, we don't use words like hearken anymore. It's a shame. I was explaining this to my kids. It's like, this is a word. It's like, nowadays the best word we would use is like heed. Or, you know, but I explained it. It's like, this is pay attention. Listen. You can hear something and not be listening at all. You can, you know, it's like you can be nodding along and be like, yep, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yep, yep. And then you have, it's like, you know, you're just off in your own head while they're talking. It's like, oh, he's wrapping up. I better start nodding. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, I think we all do that. There, I read this thing once that this astronomical amount of people, uh, percentage-wise, that their their mind wanders when people are talking to them. And I was like, so it's not just me. <laughs> oh, good. Like I'll like work and work and work to get a meeting with somebody, and then I'll sit down and talk with them, and they're they're talking to me, and and I'm like, there's a bird over there. Sorry, you were saying, you know. And so I'm glad to know that it's not just me. But but hearkening to that counsel is an important thing. You know, paying attention to what it what what God would say, because it really uh, saves you a lot of trouble. You know, um, uh, the Bible says that in the multitude of counselors there is safety. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's like it's like well, well if he didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. I'll call somebody else. See what they have to say on the subject. And then uh, you call them, and you ever done that? And then somebody else tells you the exact same thing. Like, yeah, that's what's. I'm going to get a third opinion. <laughs> it's like, I'm going, to, I'm going to keep pulling the slot machine handle until I get the answer I want. You know, that, that's not listening to counsel. That's, that's trying to get somebody to uh, scratch your itchy ears. And uh, so. Uh, that, and that takes you back to the way of the fool, because then it's like, well, my way is right in my own eyes. I just want somebody to um, uh, justify it for me so that when, when I crash and burn, I can say, well, so-and-so told me to do that. So, uh, you know, and when you, when you point it out that plainly, it, you know, you can see why God says it's foolish. So, um, but hearkening to counsel is an important thing. You know, the Bible says, and we, we actually just were there, and, uh, that um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The very principal part is what it says in the margin. So um, so it's like, you know, wow, I have kind of found my way, in the, my way in the way of the fool because everything I do seems good to me, seems right to me. All my ideas are good ideas because they're my ideas. Um. And uh, but he here he's saying that um, you know that fearing the Lord is is an important thing. I was I 
talking to my kids about this. It's like, you know, um, this isn't fear like I'm terrified of God because he's going to, you know, burst through the clouds and, and, you know, beat me with a golden belt. This is like, <laughs> like he, he has trained me through, through life that, um, that not hearkening to that counsel will only, only end up unpleasant. And uh, uh, following his counsel may sometimes start out unpleasant. You ever have somebody tell you to do something and you're like, okay, yeah, twice a month exactly. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. And, and I used that example with my kids. I was like, you know what? I, I honestly believe that God sent me Brandon to tell me what to do. And I don't have to do what he tells me to do, but it, there's a reward in what he wants me to do. And it's working when I do what he tells me to do. And there's lots of times that I'm just like, I would rather slam my head in the car door than do that. But you just kind of have to get over yourself and do it, you know. And life is like that sometimes, you know, because life will teach you wisdom, you know. Um I mean, you have you have uh, probably 10, 20, 30, 100 experiences a day that teach you wisdom, especially when you're young, if you're paying attention. Uh, you know, uh, the first day I had my driver's license, I learned that you should not drive 55 on a dirt road if you can, you know, unless, you know, your wife is in labor or something, because I was driving 55 on uh fresh gravel, in fact, and uh, I ended up um, spiraling through the air into the, a creek, and then I had to finish paying for my car. So life taught me wisdom about driving on dirt roads. Um, I was driving along. I had left the McDonald's over there on 23rd Street when I was like 17, and uh, left the drive through and I was driving through that weird little parking lot back there where uh, Epic and all that is, and uh, it's well lit at night, and I didn't realize I didn't have my headlights on. <laughs> so finally, I was like, oh, ah, turn my headlights on. Wisdom, and uh, the uh, rather wise older gentleman that was riding with me was telling me I should be more careful because I'm just kind of weaving through the park. And there's no rules in a parking lot, right? And I'm just buzzing along. And he's like, you know, you better be careful. You're gonna hit somebody. It's like nonsense. And then. I kid you not, I had barely finished saying that and nearly hit somebody. And uh, so, again, life taught me wisdom. Um, you know, I I could go on and on about life teaching you wisdom. And, and you, I'm sure, are, have all these experiences you're remembering. It's like, yes, I remember the time that I did that thing and then I wished I'd never done that thing. But I would never do that thing again because I learned from it. So we all have those things. It's like... You know, when you when you burn your hand on the stove, you're not going to stick your hand on it again, ever. <laughs> so, uh, life does indeed teach you wisdom. Um, I, I knew of somebody who they never could quite learn that with hot food, though. They would take a bite. I'm like, oh, it's hot! <laughs> oh, it's hot! And their parents would just look at them. I told you it was hot before I gave it to you. They did tell me it was hot. No, I did. So, 
being a kid is great. Wouldn't it be fun to like relive your childhood, but like with the the wisdom of being an adult? <laughs> How smooth it could be. It would probably also really uh, all the uh, freedom and and stuff that you would have to give up. I think would probably chafe quite a bit, though. So sometimes I think about that. It's like my poor kids. They don't really get to. They kind of have to go where I want them to go, and you know, it's like they can't just hop in the car and go see their friend that lives in the next town, you know, unless it works for me. So poor kids. Um, but but here he's you know he's talking about about wisdom and so you know so life teaches you wisdom and and god teaches you wisdom um as uh as well it's like you know you go through life and you 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 pick these things up and then and then god finds you and starts parenting you and then uh and then he begins to teach you more uh wisdom about the things you go through and then you begin to tie in this fear of the lord with it because you you find out that uh, that that he he knows how to give really great consequences. He's so creative, um, you know, and not not in a mean way at all. I mean, you know, I'm just not a creative person. I'm kind of like just stop it, stop it, or I'll take away something. If that doesn't work, I'll hit you on the butt. You know, that, that's that's about the extent of my creativity. But God's like, hey, let's you know. Here's this thing that's going to happen, <laughs> and and you're really going to wish it wasn't happening, and there's really not going to be any way you can get around it, but just deal with it. But it teaches you this fear of God that's like, I, I'm not going to do that again. You know, uh, I was talking to my kids about that, and Ron's like, oh, you mean like Ron's toboggan accident? I was like, exactly, like Ron's toboggan accident. It's like, you know, uh, God made sure that he he taught him this lesson as thoroughly as possible and it, and it worked and so that that's what god means when he talks about the fear of god like i'm i'm afraid of not that he's mean but i'm afraid of the consequences of not doing what he would have me do or the consequences of doing something that he would specifically told me not to um you know i i love the book of proverbs how it I mean, all through it, it just it contrasts the way of the fool with the way of the wise, and and just about all of it boils down to what he's saying here. You know, the the because essentially, you know, the fool the way of the fool is right in his own eyes. So he does he does what he wants, and then he's good with that, and works for him. Uh, but he that hearkens to counsel is wise. Sometimes counsel tells you things you don't want to hear. Uh, like I said. And, uh, um, you know, but it's it's a really grand thing. You know, I've I've had uh, – I've sat up here and had Ron tell me things I really wished he wouldn't have told me. Uh, but I appreciated that he told me. And, and, I, and I understood that he wasn't uh, picking on me. He wasn't being mean. That, that he's actually looking out for me and doing the right thing by me to tell me this stuff. So – so hearkening to counsel is wise, but having having that counsel in black and white is really a grand thing because, uh, you know, when, when we think counsel, it's like uh, that's what I, the first thing I think of is like, uh, you know, when you, when you, you call Ron, you're like, <laughs> 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 you 
You know, that, that's what I think of because I've totally done that. Actually, I usually t- keep a little tighter grip than that, but um, that's just, you know, on the inside. <laughs> but he, um, you know, but he's talking about more than that here because, like I said, he's talking about the Word of God because we have this thing to consult. Like, so, you know, what does the book say? Like, well, the book says this. Okay, so that would be your counsel then, wouldn't it? Like, what, what, would, be, what would I do in this case? Well, consult the book. And so it's, it's great to have that. Uh, you know, they say that if it's not written down, it doesn't exist. And uh, so God in his wisdom gave us all kinds of stuff that we could look at and be like, okay, this is what God says about this matter, so this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to deal with this. Um, uh, Pop over with me briefly to Psalm 119. This is one of my absolute favorite uh, uh, verses of all time. And uh, and to me, this goes right in along with, um, with what we're talking about. And, uh, and, and it was another one of those, uh, I was a young guy and I felt like God was talking to me specifically with this verse, like more so than, than, uh, than any other time. In verse 9 he says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. And so that would be that uh, hearkening to the council then, wouldn't it? So you can, uh, and I like that word cleanse because sometimes when you read these proverbs, you kind of get the the feeling that there's no hope for the foolish, <laughs> and uh, and that they're just kind of hosed. But what he's saying here is like you can you can get off that path because we all got off the broad road, right? So so there's there's hope then in these things, and and of course. Uh, the, you know this in, in no way uh, supersedes the, the cross and the blood of Jesus because that of course is the thing that gets you off of the, the broad road onto the straight and narrow but but intentionally living your life this way is is cooperating with God and keeping you on that path so taking heed to your way paying attention to your way according to his word is an important thing uh, and he goes on to say, with my whole heart, if I sought thee, let me not wander from thy commandments. You know, and that's really great because, you know, you can you can have this idea that, uh, like, I'm going to pull my bootstrap, pull myself up by my bootstraps and do this thing and make this work. And uh, I've got this all together. But here, David's saying, I've, I've sought you. Don't let me wander from your commandments. And so he understands that the. That yes, God gives you power in your life, but but that power does come from Him. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against Thee. So he so he took some time to with his nose in the book, and, and he and he put the word inside of him. And so and the the important thing about that is that's how you take heed according to your way or to your way according to his word, is by having it inside already. Because 
life comes at you kind of fast sometimes. And you don't have time always to stop and say, well, hang on. Give me 20 minutes. I've got to get my concordance. I've got to get my Bible. I gotta, I'm got. i going to look through this. There, there are times that you'll have time to do that, and that's grand. There's lots of times when you just have to make a decision uh, about what you're going to do with something, and and you need His Word in your heart to, to be that that foundation, to be that moral compass to, to help you make those right decisions. It says, Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth, and I have rejoiced in thy testimonies as much as in all riches. That's great. I like that. Because you know, you could have everything going right in your life, um, physically. You know, like you're you've got a got everything looks like it's going for you and everybody's like, Man, what a lucky guy, you know. But if your uh if your spiritual life is a wreck, then it's really not of any value, you know. And, uh, in my life, I've been in places where uh, everything seemed great on the outside, and things on the inside were not going well. And I've been in places where things on the outside were going terrible, and things on the inside seemed seemed to me to be going quite well at the moment. Um, and and of course, that's you know that's always going by how you feel, not necessarily um, what God would say, but. I'd way rather be in the spot where things don't seem like they're going so hot on the outside and and know that know that I know that I know in my heart of hearts that uh, uh, that things between me and God are absolutely as they should be there there is no substitute for that um, obviously the ideal thing would be have both but <laughs> um you know, uh, I, I thought about that a lot, you know, when I was uh, young and broke in my early 20s. I was like, man, I would really, it's like, I'd really like to go out for Chinese today, but oh well. I know God is happy with me, I, and I'm happy with him. And so that that uh, that's satisfactory to me. So that's an important thing. Uh, so rejoicing in his word like that is a, is a, a precious thing, because nobody can take that away from you. You know, I mean, you can you can get laid off, you can lose your job, you can uh, have some unexpected thing come up, wreck your car. I mean, all kinds of things can happen, uh, totally unforeseen, just like that. That you know would be a you know a reversal of your fortunes in the flesh. Um, and so, and you only have so much control over that. But nobody can take away. God's testimony from you. Nobody can take away the testimonies of what He's done in your life. Nobody can. And so it's infinitely more valuable. It says, I'll meditate in thy precepts and I'll have respect to your ways. And I'll delight myself in thy statutes and I will not forget thy word. So that's that's how we uh, that's how we uh, load up on that counsel to hearken to. And uh, it makes life work a whole lot more smooth, you know, because we can take counsel, uh, we can take the things that God says, we can take something that, that somebody that uh, that God told us, you know, hey, this is somebody that you could take counsel from. You know, you can take something and you can you kind of look at it, kind of sort of turn it around, look at it like this, and, and make it say something that's not quite what they said. 
not it's not exactly the same thing. It sounds like it is, but it's it's not. It's like well, well what what you know what he told me was that I need to be here at the top when what he actually said was you need to be at least here, maybe up here somewhere. You know, it makes a big difference. And so uh, it's important to, uh, you know, to, to hearken to, to counsel, to see it the way that, uh, to receive it the way that God is saying it, and to really make sure that um, that, that we're really hearkening to it and not um, not looking for that kind of stamp of approval. This is where I would like to be, so I'm just going to find that answer from somebody. So, uh, but hearkening to the Word of God paying attention to what he's saying, paying attention to the things that he tells you to do uh, through whoever it might be as you come to recognize that voice. I've, I've had people tell me things that uh, I recognized immediately it was the voice of God, and I really didn't particularly want to hear it, didn't like what they had to say, but I knew that I knew that I knew it was God telling me. And so I just clamped my little mouth shut and took it and listened to it, and applied it. So, and I can tell you that when you do that, it, it works well. And that's why what he says here about the, um, about hearkening to counsel being wise, I mean, you know, I don't have to tell you that the Bible tells you that, uh, you know, it also contrasts the blessings of the wise and the foolish. Because, um, you know, I mean, you'll you go through times where things may be lean, where God's teaching you this or that, and he, he certainly puts you through those places. But to understand that um, uh, if, if, I'm, if I'm going to insist on uh, living my life in a, in a foolish manner of just this is what I want to do, this is what I this seems right to me, uh, you, you really can't expect the blessings of God at all. And, uh, and I can tell you that you, you don't want to be there. So... So, God, we thank you for your word to us. And and I pray that you would plant this word in us, cause it to grow. God, let the, um, God, give us ears to to hear what you've said to us today and hearts to receive it. Lord God, we want to hearken to your counsel uh, always. God, um, God, sometimes we don't like what you have to say and we resist it. God, I pray that you would just give us hearts that would melt instantly at the things that you would tell us and that that we would heed the things that you tell us and that we would do them. God, I just pray that your word in us would do precisely what you sent it to do. God, you said your word wouldn't return uh, void, but it would accomplish what you sent it to do. And God, that's our um, confidence today. God, we are trusting you, God, that these things are going to work in our life, God, as we cooperate with you. God, we just pray that you would uh, get these things done in us, Lord. You you know precisely the amount of pressure we need um, to uh, to change course. God, you know the, the things that we need to learn, and you know when we've learned them. And we just pray that you would get these things done in our life. God, as only you can do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.